today is another in-season episode from year one of the podcast. Most of you weren't listening in year one, so it'd be good for you to go back and hear some of the stuff. And this one is with Mark Solis, the head football coach at Olentangy High School here in Ohio. And I've become friends with Mark over the years from having coached against him and clinic with him. And Mark really works on what he does as a coach and in this profession. You can find him in the off-season around the country, clinicking at uh, different locations, as well as going and visiting with a lot of college staff. So he brings that college feel back to his program, and he's going to talk about some of those things today. One of the most interesting things that he's talked about on the podcast is how he's put together an operations team with students at his high school. It's a great way to get kids involved, and uh, a lot here from Coach, not just on that, but other topics here that are appropriate for in-season. So here's head coach of the Olentangy Braves, Mark Solis. I'm joined today by Mark Solis, the head football coach at Olentangy High School uh, near Columbus, Ohio. And Mark has been coaching now for uh, 19 years as a head coach and has done an excellent job everywhere he's been. Coach, it's great to have you back here on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Keith. Coach, let's talk a little bit about what you guys do and your beliefs on uh, the way your team lifts in season. Uh, tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about your program. Well, of course, you know, as you transition your guys from the summer into the fall and into training camp, you know, we did something kind of unique this summer, kind of took a risk, I guess, so to speak, uh, in terms of how we trained this summer. What we did that's different than what I've done in the past is we did no agility or conditioning work in the month of June in the first part of July. And uh, we had an interesting conversation as a staff, as a, a staff member in particular, that felt like we, well, I guess leaned out too much. Uh, I don't know whether that's a, a way to put it, but basically that at times physically we weren't uh, as strong as maybe we needed to be. So that's something new for us. And, and so far with camp that we've had thus far um, and, and looking at our guys, they they've uh, they, they appear to be in really good shape. So, um, you know, hopefully that'll, that'll bear out for the rest of the season. But with that being said, as we get into the season, you know, as we go through a season, we, we really, we lift three days a week and that's both our JV and varsity. And it's very critical in terms of, I think it pays dividends for you in the latter part of the season, especially as you get into the playoffs and things. And so, you know, we, we lift our varsity guys lift on Saturdays after a Friday night game. And then we, we, uh, we also lift uh, on Monday, and we have a real good lift on Wednesday. So two days before we play our varsity games, uh, we we get after it, and we, you know we we address different parts of the body. We want to, you know, we want to maintain and, and things, but every bit as important as that is also understanding the importance of rest and recovery. But we we target certain areas for each lift, and it's that you know it's it's important as the season goes on to keep the maintenance of that body of their bodies. Um, you know, continuing and, and things. And of course, you're not going to gain, I don't think, strength during the season, but you really want to maintain and, and really just keep the body, you know, in good maintenance condition, so to speak. And and that's something that we, we did about four years ago. I had never done before. We typically were only lifting twice a week and we added that day. And and I got that from a, uh, the current head coach of John Carroll University at the time. He was at Lakewood St. Ed's and Rick Fanati and had an interesting conversation with him. And and so far, it's worked really well for us. Coach, let's talk a little bit uh, about your staff and how you handle your staff in season. Uh, so shifting gears here, you know, what's your belief on, on how you're going to utilize those guys on the weekend? You know, you put so much into 
as you prepare for the week, um, you know, game week, there's so much work you put in throughout the week with, with the technology that's out there now in terms of huddle and how much work you can actually get done at home. You know, most, a lot of my coaches are, are family guys, you know, they're married and have a, a number of children and, and, and things. And, you know, in our business, especially in high school football, you know, you, you hate to have those conversations as a head coach with one of your assistants, you know, who have, they feel like they have to devote, devote more time to their families, you know, because sometimes you're losing really good coaches and things. And you understand that, you know, at the end of the day, the family comes first for everybody. Um, but, you know, you, you, there are also assets to your program. And so, you know, I, I've, I've felt throughout the years that it, it, I've been very conscientious of about understanding the family time that's our coaches have to have. And so with that being said, after we play a game Friday night, you know, typically, you know, we'll, we'll have the film cut up and, and all the data put in so that when everybody comes in on Saturday morning, we're getting right to work. But really, traditionally speaking, I give my guys the weekend off. I mean, we're going to work on Saturday. We're going to game plan and scheme and, and things, and, and we'll do that in units. Uh, our, our, our defensive staff uh, and offensive staffs will meet separately with us playing JV games on Saturday mornings especially if we have a home JV game, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of making sure that our guys are getting out there watching our guys, the, you know, coaching our, those JV players up our varsity coaches and things. And so we devote time to that, but, you know, we really do some work until about the early part of Saturday to the middle of the afternoon. And then I, I really have traditionally given my guys the rest of the weekend off. Um, and that's been really good. I think, it's helped me retain coaches and keep guys continuing to want to coach, even as their families have grown, uh, adding, you know, having children and things. And, and, um, you know, you, you have to understand as a head coach that I think it's important to understand that really, you know, and we preach it to our players that, you know, really football is not who I want my guys to be. It's just something they do and their families need to be who they are. And, and so, you, you you know, it's a delicate balance. At times, we'll have to have maybe a meeting on Saturday or Sunday night here and there. Um, but traditionally speaking, um, you know, I really give a lot of time to our guys, and, and then we get back out at it on Monday. Now, with that being said, you know, once again, with smartphones and things, we're able to text, and we can do a group's text and have good conversations via that way and still get work accomplished on Sundays. So to speak, our coaches are letting their children, you know, have their children climbing over them and they're spending that quality time at home, but still we're able to get work done, you know, watching film through a huddle at their home and things. Of course, 10, 15 years ago, you couldn't do that. We didn't have that technology. So you literally had to get everybody in there in front of the old VHS or, you know, VCRs and that kind of thing. Of course, you know, evolved into DVDs, but now I think, you know, with the technology, it does encourage, I think, in my opinion, encourages you to have the ability to to let your guys, you know, make sure that they have that quality family time at home. Coach, I think that's so important to, uh, mm-hmm. to the game today and to this profession. We don't want to lose guys to situations where they can't really yep. be involved in their families' lives. And it's, this game, it, does, it can grind you down. You certainly can grind guys down but I think a key and and I think you would agree to being able to develop a winning program is is that consistency in your staff and having those guys back every single year yep absolutely continuity is so important to the success of any program you know if you have constant turnover every couple years I don't care what level of football you're at high school college or professional 
you're going to have a hard time consistently maintaining and expecting to have success. Uh, I think that's, you, you know, you're, you're lying to yourself if you think that change is always going to solve problems. Um, and so, and I understand that. I think that, to me, that's important, professionally speaking. And, and so, you know, I, 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 uh, I try to be very conscientious um, when it comes to how I am with my coaches, what my expectations are. Um, I think as a leader, I, I, I'm very, I put a lot of value in taking input. I ask a lot of open-ended questions because then, you know, it really makes your, in my opinion, it makes your assistant coaches feel like they have ownership in the program. You know, I don't want to be the guy that tells everybody what to do all the time. You know, at the end of the day, obviously I, I have to make final decisions, but I think it's crucial that you be a tremendous listener as, as a leader uh, of the program. And, and because, you know, I don't have all the answers and, uh, you know, I think you have to, you know, be humble uh, enough about within yourself that, you know, you're willing to listen and things. And I think when you do that, guys want to coach for you. They want to work for you. Um, and I think that's important. Absolutely. Well, Coach, you, uh, more than anybody, are a guy who really puts a premium on his pre professional development. And for as long as I've mm -hmm. known you, you've been traveling the country in the off season and, and seeking out the best uh, in, in the areas that, in which you want to grow. So one of the things, uh, you know, as we, we were talking before the interview started, one of the things you've done as you've been around the country and see how people run their football operations is you've implemented – your own fo football ops team. And I think it's a very interesting idea and certainly I think something that's good for uh, the kids that you have involved in that as well. Tell us a little bit about your football ops. Yeah, this is, you know, as you mentioned, going around the country and watching mostly college organizations. I mean, I haven't had the opportunity to look at professional organizations, but in fact, all college organizations, whether it's Division three, Division two, and, and Division one, I've seen, um, you know, a wide range of programs and, you know, you see a consistency, you see a common denominator in terms of how things are done off the field so that the things on the field terms in terms of preparation are efficient. There's some sense of order to it. Um, and and so, you know, when you when you go around and, and, and visit people and, you know, for example, this past spring going down to Texas and, you know, as, as Coach Herman is, you know, installing and instilling a new culture down there in Texas, you know, you see how. They did things throughout the day, getting ready for practice. And then the actual practice, what was going on in the practice? And you could see people in the off-the-field roles, what exactly what their role and their job was. And, and when you saw all these moving pieces and parts doing what they were supposed to do so that the players had everything they needed for practice, whether it was the training staff, okay, or maybe it was certain moments in the practice that – music was playing um you know kids today they love music i mean it's it's a big part of our culture and um, you know so it got me thinking you know listen i we need to you know and frankly it's helped me as a head coach because now i can take some more things off my plate and invite people into our program it now gets people more engaged and wanting to be involved in your program they then go home and have these conversations about things that they they're doing with our program. And then those people talk to other people. And that's to me is a great way to promote your program. We have a, you know, I, I, I invited kids this past spring to be part of our football operations team. And, and so we, we put together a team of about seven to eight students who are responsible for everything from filming practice uh, to uh, maintaining a, a, a period clock during practice uh, 
to somebody that has an air horn and blows out different periods so that we know what is the next phase of practice that we need to move on to to a group of, of, of students who we, we put um, um, officials, you know, the, 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 the apparel that officials wear and they're, they're holding chains during maybe a third down period. Um, we have a guy that spots the ball, for example, during our team period because we're an up-tempo team. These are things that, frankly, I didn't think about doing 10 years ago. The, the thing that our kids really love is different segments of practice when music's playing. And, of course, we are very, you know, I have to review the music. we got to make sure that it's clean and things. But, uh, um, you know, but uh, the kids really enjoy that. They get more engaged in practice. Uh, they have a little bit more juice, a little bit more pep in their step. And, and uh, that's fun to see. And then they'll see coaches and they'll see me dance a little bit. And, you know, you show a side of yourself that you're not just like, you know, coach. You know, it's, hey, I'm, I'm a human being. I like to listen to music. And, you know, you create this culture and um, where, you know, practice is fun. Um, it's allowed us to be more efficient. Um, we have a tremendous training staff. We have two full-time trainers. Um, that training staff or those trainers have student assistants. So when you add it all up, and then on Friday nights, we invite our freshmen up to help us out. We rotate. We have about 50 freshmen in our program, and throughout the 10-game season, we rotate six to eight freshmen week in and week out, and we have a certain number of them that are ball boys, and then we have a certain number that actually help with the training staff in terms of making sure that our guys have plenty of water. Uh, we have a separate operations team that will run our huddle sideline system this year. That will be something new for us. So, you know, when you look at people, you look at really, you know, it's a, there's a lot of people involved in the process of winning and having success. And those people uh, have a valuable, they have value in your program uh, in terms of getting your guys ready to play, because ultimately at the end of the day, you know, we are judged by how we perform on Friday night. And so we can have things in place and, and operate throughout the week that allows us to be more efficient and, and, and getting our guys prepared. It's really helping, uh, you know, helped us. And in, in a side note, you're getting people involved in your program and they're promoting your program outside the building when they go home and within the community. And it just becomes a win-win for everybody, in my opinion. Well, I think it's a, a great opportunity for those kids, too, to get a taste of Maybe having a career in sports because there's, you know, you look at how this, this game has, has changed and expanded over the year and all the people needed to run those top level organizations and probably most likely that will filter down to high school a little bit too. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for those kids to be involved in and develop an interest in, in athletics, even if they're not the athletes on the field. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that it's it's funny you say that Keith because that's what I that's how I promoted the program. Um, I I really uh, promoted it and advertised it as hey, any student interested in a career in sports management, uh, here's an awesome opportunity for you have for you to have an internship uh, experience, and that we're going to kind of give you an appetizer, so to speak, of you know. Really, it entails when it comes to operations, whether it would be, you know, maybe they want to get into baseball or maybe they want to get into basketball operations. I mean, name the sport, but it does give them some initial exposure. And if it lights or sparks that fire within them, you know, I mean, I will never know the impact that would have on a kid or a child, you know, within our school district down the road. But if it's something that's good for them and positive, 
you know, I, I, I recruited some techie kids, some kids who are really good with computers. They're going to operate our huddle sideline uh, system, our, 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 our uh, instant, you know, replay uh, system that we're going to operate this year. And, you know, I have a separate team that runs our end zone camera. And because down the road, you never know. I mean, we've, we've moved a couple kids on to, for example, at Ohio State, they're part of their video uh, program and, and they film their full-time filmers down there at Ohio State for practice games and so those kids are just as important as our players and, and, and if we can have a positive impact on them uh, you know it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah definitely I love the idea it's uh it's yes, some sir. something maybe we get back and talk about because I think uh, coaches can impl- implement that and we'll talk about that uh, maybe sometime this next offseason. Uh, Absolutely. Coach um, you guys obviously are, are very detailed in what you do, and there's a lot of things, I think, that go into your program. But what would be the, the one thing you would point to that you do in season that gives your team the winning edge on game day? Oh, boy. The one thing that we do throughout the week. Throughout, I mean, I don't know whether there's really one thing that, that I think it's a lot of different small things that we do. And, and Keith, I know that sounds cliche-ish, but I think that, you know, we just – I'd never – we just take things a day at a time. And, you know, really, I think at the end of the day, it's about solving problems throughout the week. And I think maybe with that being said, the single most thing that I think we do so well is filming practice on Tuesday and Wednesday at game week and really how we can narrow down things, both offensively and defensively with scheme throughout the week. Or we see a consistent mistake being made by a specific player hey, we got visual evidence of that. And, um, you know, we're able to address those situations. I don't know, you know, listen, 12 years ago, we didn't film practice. You know, it's only been something that we've done for the last 10 years. Now, we didn't have the ability to film practice 12 years ago where I was at. Here we do. We use our game field. So we're up in our game press box on Tuesday and Wednesdays, and we're getting some great, I mean, we film everything from team run-through through seven on seven to inside run and then culminating with our team period. And then within that practice plan, we're also, you know, having special team phases. So we film extra point. We film maybe a punt period we're doing on a specific day. And so all those different units, we're getting evidence when it comes to the mistakes that are being made throughout the week, because as I tell our players and I tell our coaches, every bit as important is that, listen, it's okay to make mistakes throughout the week. It's our job to fix those mistakes, fix those problems, identify visually what you did wrong. Maybe it's an alignment issue. Maybe it's a stance issue. Maybe it's a first step issue. Um, But those little pieces and parts throughout the week we address so that come game time, they're ready to roll because we don't want to have our best. We don't want to be playing our best football on Tuesday or Wednesday. We want to do it on Friday. Okay. So I'm good with the little stub in our toes, so to speak throughout the week so that we can get that fixed so that we're hopefully running on all eight cylinders throughout the week. Like I tell our players, like we're going to start as a little four cylinder engine on Monday and Tuesday by Friday, we better be eight cylinders. Well, coach, uh, you guys do a great job and, and I certainly appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast again. Uh, Best of luck to you and the Braves the rest of the season. I appreciate it, Keith. Thanks again for listening, and we will stay with you here throughout the season on things that are going to make a difference for your program right now as the season is happening. Follow all we're doing at coachingcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.